What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your host, Diana Gladney. And this podcast is dedicated to you, you busy entrepreneur, you helping you simplify and create better videos for your business and just really create a deeper connection with your audience using video. So if that's something up your alley, let's jump right into today's message. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your hostess with the mostess, Diana Gladney. And this episode is being recorded live, well, not live, but it's also being recorded and uploaded to the YouTube channel in addition to the regular podcast. So if you're a regular listener, thanks for listening and tuning in. And if you are just finding out about the podcast, I have a podcast and it's called the Video Simplified Podcast. And occasionally I do upload a video version of some of the episodes on the channel on Entree Woman TV. So hanging out on YouTube. Thanks for your time and your attention. So um, to, I know in last episode, episode 39, I talked about um, the seven things that the camera that an entrepreneur and a content creating entrepreneur should have. What are those features that they should look for? Because I know a lot of people are constantly thinking about, you know, what camera should I buy is always the, the common question. And when I ask them, well, what things are you intending to do? Then they'll say, well, I just want to create YouTube videos. Well, that's what we all are doing. But all YouTube videos are not created equal and all of them are not the same. And especially when you're creating for an intended audience and your content has a specific type of audience that you're going to be reaching out and connecting to, um, the content type can vary. So uh, I went through those different things in the camera that I recommended. Um, I don't believe at that time, I had come across the information that was posted at the video at that time, being that the camera that also fits that bill is not just the Sony a6400 uh, because it has unlimited recording. But finding out um, after I posted my latest video at that time that the Sony a6100 also had unlimited recording. And if you're not getting into color grading, if you are not and again, step outside of yourself as an entrepreneur and really see if like if you're going to hire somebody to do your video work for you, uh, just like I have some clients that I work for and uh, doing their video work, whether it's micro content on social media, editing courses and things like that, um, or just, you know, masterclass sessions or what have you. Um, and we're doing a specific job with those videos. So not all videos are the same, but, you know, whether you're hiring somebody to do a specific job like that, you're hiring an editor or you're hiring uh, a person that's going to do color grading. Um, they are going to need you to do certain things within your camera and your camera has to be able to maintain those certain features. So if you're not trying to get into, or maybe you're doing some kind of stylized, stylized look, then you don't maybe need this on the a6400. And we're talking about over the next one to three, maybe even four years, because not everybody buys cameras as often as us, uh, content creators that are educators on the, in the YouTube space, um, are, or keeping up with certain ones. So that's not the norm for most people or entrepreneurs. So once you buy it, buy it right the first time based on the features, not the price. But the Sony A6100 fits the bill for a lot of those things. Um, it just doesn't have the ability to do color grading, no headphone jack. Um, it does also does not have uh, any internal stabilization like the Sony A6600 does. So if that's something that you're into, then you need to also consider the limitations that may be there with that uh, if you're needing that. But there are ways around everything from, you know, on-camera audio interfaces that can give you a headphone jacks, but the audios, like I've talked about the Comica CVM-AX1, I think it's called, in addition to 
stuff like a gimbal, you know, which I haven't ever covered on the channel. Probably talked about it on a live stream, but not a ton. Uh, so I wanted to touch back and touch uh, and touch on th those specific topics uh, around that, just to clarify the A6100 is a good camera to pick. The A6400, A6600 um, are some of the great starting points, I think, an entrepreneur or content creating entrepreneur should look into. And then I also mentioned that I would probably get into some lenses. Um, but to be honest with you, I want to pause that and circle back around to some of the previous episodes around about episode 34, 35. We we're talking more around some YouTube strategy tips and things like that. And I realized that there was a topic that I wanted to dig more into uh, and that I have not touched yet. And so if you need the gear content and stuff like that, it's available on the channel um, all over the place. So uh, and I will be talking more about lenses. We have some lighting tutorials and audio tutorials and things like that that are releasing on the channel. So youtube.com forward slash Entree Women TV uh, to get the full details on that. But. Today's episode, we're talking about how to get more engagement on your YouTube videos. And if you're watching the video, you will see me occasionally look over because um, I do have notes uh, as for as detailed as I'm getting into this particular episode. Um, so that's what that is. If you're listening, you will know nothing. <laughs> You'll just know the content continues on. So let's dive into how do you get more engagement into or onto your YouTube videos if you are already creating content. So this is a problem that a lot of people might have when it comes to, um, you know, creating content or they have been doing it for some time. And that is I'm making videos, but I'm not really getting engagement or you may get the occasional thanks or something like that, but you're not really getting a ton of engagement like you would like, or maybe like you see on other people's channels. Uh, and that can be problematic because it can make you feel like your content is not working or it's not doing a good enough job or there's something off when it comes to the delivering of what you're trying to deliver. Uh, especially as an entrepreneur, you're more or less most people's first layer of content that they create, which I probably can do a, a separate podcast or a dedicated video on, or just the different layers of, of content that an entrepreneur can make. Uh, so we might cover that in the next episode, but it depends on where the trajectory is for right now. Uh, so I'll, no guarantees there, but we will cover that for sure. But, you know, just the different layers of content. That first layer is always going to be like education based content. Uh, when you're talking about your business, it literally doesn't matter what you're doing. There is always somebody that is asking questions. There is always somebody that wants to know more uh, about what you are doing. And when we look at like the documentation process, and this is a tutorial that I will be not really a tutorial, but it will be content that I'll share uh, in a video uh, on the channel because it's not like a step one, two, three kind of a thing. But when I talk about vlogging, I am not talking about the documenting your day kind of a thing. I'm really uh, or not documenting your day, but just like literally what you're eating you're going to the store, like there's like really no rhyme or reason of the things that you're doing. Somebody's just kind of tracking along with whatever it is that you do. When I'm talking about vlogging for me, I'm specifically talking about the documentation of my work. Um, and in the compass of that, the things that I do as an, uh, content, as a content creating entrepreneur, somebody that's running uh, a video editing and production company, in addition to the content that I make on the channel and those concepts in between, uh, especially it's, you know, getting into speaking engagements and things like that. And so the problem, uh, when people are making video content is now they're at this place of 
not just are people going to watch and subscribe, but now how do I get people to actually engage with this content? And I have talked about and gone into depth uh, on previous episodes talking about the hierarchy of engagement and just to kind of quickly cover that. The hierarchy of engagement scale uh, is basically that first win that we always have to get with anybody's content is always going to be their attention. Attention is the number one goal because if you're not stopping somebody scroll, then it doesn't matter. You're either clickable or scroll pastable <laughs> and scroll pastable is a word because you know why I said it and it's in my dictionary. All right. So <laughs> it's either clickable or it's scroll pastable. And without us being entrepreneurs and content creators, you know, air quotes there, but we are people that are consuming content. Even if you like cooking videos, even if you like, you know, outdoors and stuff like that, or you're into shoes or fashion, you're into something. And there are people that when you're searching for a topic or looking for information on something, uh, or just want to see what's going on in the industry around whatever it is that your interest is, you are looking, you'll look up something like how to make a souffle or how to make a cake. It doesn't matter how simple or complex it is. There's always content that you're clicking on and there's always content that you're scrolling past for one reason or another. And you never give those videos that you scroll past a second thought. And as entrepreneurs, we have to take that step back and really look into why are people scrolling past our content is going to happen. Um, and that some part of that is the, uh, the whittling process of, is it in front of the right person or not? But when it is presented in front of the right person, now we're looking into like, okay, now what? You know, what things do I need to do for when it is in front of the right person to capture their attention? I'm not diving into that specifically right now. But again, the first one is always going to be attention. That second thing is going to get them to actually watch the content. So now we've got their attention to click. Now it's for them to actually watch the content. Now beyond watching that person starts to like the content or they actually hit the like button. Uh, so you have moved them to take an action, a physical action on that video to say that they like it or they do not. And then that next layer is that you're moving them to the next possible action of leaving a comment. Okay. And whether they like it or not, that's something different, but we're moving them to an action. And then finally, the bees needs hall of fame is that they are moved to share this with their audience, their community or something. And this is super something that is just like, it's amazing. It's, it's very heartwarming. Uh, and it is something I'm always grateful for. Um, even like up to yesterday in a Facebook group, I saw, uh, somebody tagged me in a post in a group, uh, and it's like, here, you can check out Diana Gladney's ch channel. She's really fun to learn from. That meant everything to me. Um, I have no idea who that person was. And I had to, you know, go back through and see what the post was even talking about. What concerns is it that they had? Uh, and what things is it that they were really looking into? And, um, you know, that prompted somebody to think of me as the source or think of me as not the source, but the, um, the answer to somebody else's question. That's like, that's why I say it's the bees knees hall of fame. So when we're talking about getting people to engage with our content, we need to understand what is happening, what is not happening to move people to these different points to make them want to engage so that we can kind of reverse engineer this to make this make sense and actually start getting people because the whole like, share, subscribe kind of a, a, a just mentality and all of that, it doesn't work. It does not work. And it does not make people want to engage because just asking somebody to make hit the like button doesn't mean that they're going to do it. 
asking somebody to comment or share doesn't mean that they're going to do it. And it's at the point now where that's been repeated uh, at nauseum so much in content that it's become ignorable. It's a scroll pastable type of thing that they're not even consciously hearing it. So that is like the framework in the basis of like the hierarchy of engagement scale and how people are transitioning through making these decisions that whether they're consciously aware of it or, or not, when somebody is moved to hit the like button after they've watched a ton of things, it's a reason why. When they're moved to leave a comment, no matter what it is, it's a reason why. And then to move to share it for a specific reason, there is a reason why. And so now I want to talk about the levels of engagement. And I have not covered this on the channel and I have not covered this uh, in specifically on the podcast. But when it does come to levels of engagement, it does matter. So let's talk about the levels of engagement. So again, the hierarchy of engagement is that process of them, you know, getting their attention, them watching, them liking, them commenting, and then them sharing. So that's the levels that people are moving through. Now, when we're talking about the levels of engagement, like let's dive into the comments part of that. So we fast forward a, a couple bits and I've probably talked about that in previous episodes uh, in, in more detail, like what things move somebody to take an action. But now they're at the point of commenting. How somebody comments on something uh, is dictating where they are. And this can be extremely helpful in identifying what should you create next, what you should, should dive in and create more to, what you should pull back on uh, and maybe do less of or change. Um, and also overall just having a better understanding of who uh, your audience is and how you're connecting with them. So that first comment that most people tend to get, which is very easy kind of uh, of a thing to kind of move somebody to is a gratitude comment, a type of a gratitude is that like that layer one level one, right? So that's like, Hey, thanks. Appreciate this video. This video is great or something like that. It's very easy for somebody to, you know, figure out, I like this one probably more than some of the others that I saw, or I enjoyed this one more than some of the others that I saw. So that's usually something like it's enough for them to want to give, give thanks and want to uh, express to you that the video was helpful. And this is still important because something about this video stood out to them and the way people are saying this, especially when they are your target audience, the way that they are saying uh, specific things absolutely matters. And so that second layer of the con type of content that people are going to, uh, or engagement rather not content, that people are going to drop is a pain reliever type of a comment. If somebody goes from giving thanks or whatever, maybe they've watched three or four videos, you explained something better than the other three or four people did, or you went deeper into an area that they really cared about. And they're expressing that gratitude. That second thing is a pain reliever type of uh, a, a comment that somebody leaves. So it could be something like, uh, this is exactly what I was looking for. That's huge. Like somebody saying, this is exactly what I needed. You hit every uh, nail for me specifically in the way that I needed that. That is, that's letting you know, you literally for especially when that somebody is your target audience, not just based on the de demographics, but all the little intricacies of that is when they said this is exactly what I need. You hit it. You like you, you crushed that one. The other type of one is like I was actually struggling with this. Thank you so much. So now you got that, you know, they're kind of building on each other and these can intertwine. It's not just one or the other or only one. You'll see elements of this and you can check if you're not getting comments on your content. You can go to somebody else's videos. And look through and just see 
what elements are there that's a part of somebody's comment. And I've, I've been able to identify these different, uh, these five different uh, layers of a comment just by really, really, really paying attention to my own audience, paying attention to my client's audience, and just going through and working with different people and breaking down how this works um, for them when I'm working with coaching clients. So if somebody says this is exactly what I look was looking for, this is exactly something I was struggling with, um, it was something that was challenging and you cleared that up for them, that is a pain reliever type of a, of a thing. And I've talked about and addressed how your content needs to be that relief point for people like, or, you know, some of the content at least is just like, Oh, thank you. I've been, I've been waiting for something like that. Like that is how, you know, it's a pain reliever. Like you specifically hit the nail for what they were needing. The other third thing is relatability, a relatability type of a comment is something where they'll say like, Oh, I was struggling with this. You know, it's just like, yeah, I, it's, it's that whole thing in a good way. The me too. So anytime you're diving into that me too factor, it's like that relatability is kicking in or they share a story with you where they're like, oh, I remember when I was doing such like, again, you've like I said, now you see how this hierarchy of engagement scale came into play because and you can specifically start to identify now this is where your content hit for this person. And then the good thing with like YouTube is you have a thumbs up and a thumbs down for the comments that you can see for people that replied to your videos. And so when you see comments where 43 people or three or four or five people hit the thumbs up to that comment, they're also like, yeah, this like there's me too is coming into an effect and they're relating with that content. So if you maybe made, <laughs> maybe made some coffee and oh my gosh, I've done this so many times and it's ridiculous and you make it wrong, pour the whole pot, and then you put it back. Like if I'm documenting my experience as an entrepreneur, and I'm just kind of, I put the camera, you know, on the counter, and I'm just like, I got whatever video that I'm playing or listening to, and I'm just kind of sharing my thoughts on alongside of that maybe, and I'm making coffee, take that first sip, and I'm like, it's too watered down. I don't like weak coffee. Pour the whole pot, and then, you know, whatever, before I come back into my office. Something small like that, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, grandmaster plans of how you're relating with people, but there is all kinds of stuff. It could be something like where um, I would add bloopers if it happened in the video, sometimes like at the end or literally at the moment that it happened and let the like the part play through where I am talking uh, and I'm I'm hitting the points that I want to hit. And then a sneeze happens and you know that sneeze comes and you just start to feel all kinds of ridiculousness. And then you get the big achoo or something like that. Maybe I add in an explosion effect or something like that to be funny. Um, or just like, oh my gosh, like now I can't see. Or it's like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, somebody else that's going through that, like, man, that happened and it was a me too. I also shared, and the reason why I'm hitting on this a little bit more deeply than some of the other two thus far is because this is key. This is when you're making connections with people on a deeper level than just, did you teach something and did you teach it well or whatever, but those human elements that make content like video work. And so now, um, like we're looking into things like we even take this to social media. One of my last Instagram video posts that I did was literally a real clip. It wasn't, uh, it was a reel uh, for Instagram, but it was just a real life clip of that one of the times I'm sitting here, I have gone through and said all the things I was going to say for a video. The video 
get shot because when I reach up and I'm pressing the shutter button that starts and stops recording for me as well, when I press the button, it starts recording instead of stops recording. And I've done this enough times that I know when I start seeing that, that zero colon zero one and it's starting to count up, I'm like, I did not. It's like, tell me I maybe hit it twice or something and it stopped and started real quick again or something. Like, tell me I did not just, like, tell me that didn't just happen. All of whatever I said, you finally said it right. You finally got it with a good energy and all those different things. And and it didn't even record. Oh, and I'm just like, tell me I did like that. Like all of that it was just lost content. I said energy is like, and thanks for watching the video and hold the, you know, the smile and hold as I've taught in videos. And then you're like, all right, great. And it's like, that wasn't, that wasn't recording. N none of it. All right. Guess we're doing that. So not only did I find out it was just not one or two or just that one segment of video, but that happened twice. And I didn't notice it the other time. So I shared that clip and it's just about 10 seconds long. And I had, I had people commenting and people liking me. And I'm like, tell me this. I'm not by myself. I'm well in over 600 videos. I, I've lost count at this point because there are older videos I've taken down at least one or 200 that were on the channel. Videos I've created on Facebook that didn't come over to YouTube and just a ton of content. And I'm like, tell me, tell me these, these many videos. And I did not, did not just do that. And so people commented because not because it's like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Oh, that's so, you know, whatever. But it's a relatability and it's funny because it happens to all of us when you're making content. It's a common mistake when you're in this space. So other people that can relate to that share their experience. That is how I got engagement on that because I knew I'm like, I'm not even getting rid of that clip. I'm just going to share it to show I'm not perfect, to show even this far in the game and four years into, which be next year, five years into creating video content, I still make those simple mistakes. And you know what I'm saying? Just showing that, being a little vulnerable to show I'm not perfect. Um, that relatability factor is how I got engagement. And so even if I, if that was part of the video, which I couldn't use any of it because too many parts were missing. <laughs> so I had to re-record the whole thing. But if it was that part, I probably would have added that in a video or at the end of the video for the part for the video was supposed to go with to show relatability. So if you make it to the end, little Easter egg, things that just a ton of things that you can do for relatability. But when you know your content has hit there, then, you know, you're hitting that relatability factor. Um, the other part that you can get into is that fourth thing, which is red flags. Red flags are good and bad at the same time. Red flags let you know it's kind of like the type of emotion or the type of something that you move somebody to that's causing them to respond in that specific way. It could be anger about something that is missing. Literally just got a comment on a video and I described this at the beginning because I'm knowing how people are probably going to perceive this as a 40 minute something long training of breaking down every menu in the camera and blah, 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 uh, type of a video. And because it's so much just to get through all those pages, I said, I'm not going to go into details on every little thing, defining what each thing is and maybe specifically why for some things, 
that feature is not enabled or disabled. I'm already letting them know, reserve your anger and reserve those red flags type of comments because something wasn't explained. This is not me reading the handbook to you or something that could be Googled or whatever, because this is a dense topic, letting them know upfront. So some pain reliever there in letting them know like, oh, okay, so it's not that I forgot about you or I'm not acknowledging that may be an issue or a concern that you have. I'm letting you know it's purposefully being left out. Well, somebody that maybe missed it or they didn't weren't listening or whatever the case was missed that point and they commented and it was a red flag type of a comment where they were like, you forgot to mention this part about this and why didn't you say whatever? And I just kindly replied reply to them. Um, I acknowledged that at the beginning that, you know, there are some things that are going to be in this video that you see me cover that you might be curious about and others as well. But because of the dense nature of the topic and the video length, it wasn't worth making the video 20, 30 minutes longer. And now it's an hour and 20 or 30 minutes long because I'm specifically defining and giving the examples and everything for every little thing. It's not going to happen. So I'm sure there's videos on it that you can check out. I'm sure there's people that'll cover that, that can check that out for you or help you, you know, better identify that. But there are going to be several of those things. If, if you're still going through and watching it, it's going to be several of those things because I'm letting you know the menus that I've changed and the why I'm not defining every specific thing. No problem. You know, so, but that's something like an anger. But when you do forget something, there was another time doing a video about extended battery life. And this is just things from my space in video. And it's just like, okay, I'm I assumed, which is sometimes and a lot of times a bad thing to do with your audience, especially when you're in education based content. I assumed this is commonly known until this day. I find that it's not commonly known. Most people aren't aware for some cameras. There is two doors on the battery door. There's the one door that completely closes the, the compartment that may house the battery in addition to the memory card. And there is also sometimes an adjacent um, little rubber door or little plastic door. Most of the time it's kind of rubber that for these external AC adapters to give you unlimited power, you have a little door that the cable can natively and naturally come out of. When I was doing a Canada M50 video, I think it was sometime last year or whatever, I didn't show that. Several people gave this type of a comment that let me know it's a red flag to me. It's not a problem with them for complaining about it because as the educator, I miss this assuming. This is something that helps you create your content better and begin to get better engagement and those points of gratitude and those pain relievers. And the next time I, I redid that video and I made sure I included that to show that because I previously got red flags that helped me be, become a better creator for my audience. And then that video expressed more gratitude type of a comment around that, that otherwise would have been a, another red flag or a point of, of frustration. Like nobody is showing where does this freaking cable come out of? And the camera won't come on if the battery door is open for some of these cameras. Now what? So again, you're not paying attention to those current and pressing pain points and those red flag comments help you identify those. And so, um, you know, that's something that you can dive into when you're talking about that. So, so far, just to recap real quick, the uh, levels of comments, you're looking at gratitude, a pain reliever type of comment, relatability, the fourth thing being red flags that we just covered. And then the fifth thing being next 
steps. When we're talking about next steps, this is another area that can help you tremendously with creating better content that gets more engagement with your audience. And that could be, I always talk about the next logical step. What's that next logical question that your audience has that you can deliver to them? If I'm constantly saying something that people are asking a lot, I'm getting that in Instagram DMs, I'm getting that in emails, I'm getting that in YouTube comments because engagement like those, especially like because YouTube doesn't have groups, YouTube doesn't have someplace other than a public comment that otherwise your stuff will be seen. There's no personal inbox like it was back in the day because that got really shady uh, really quick. So there you have to go for uh, to other platforms and find that creator to, you know, kind of get those things. So maybe on Facebook, if they have a Facebook group or Instagram DMs and stuff like that, if you're trying to get some type of one-to-one conversation time. And so that translates. So engagement, it may not be on the video, but if it translates someplace else, it still counts because that video or that content, that core content is the reason that prompted them to engage with you. So when we're talking about, you know, next logical steps, these could be questions, These could be questions. Case in point, just did a video um, where I shared about, uh, and this is like twice now, and I know that this is going to be another video when I'm hitting that topic that I'm specifically going to cover, but I'm knowing my audience's pain point, where they are, and I'm constantly building this up. So I'm not making content out of order for them that they are creating more questions and frustrations because it's kind of like, Okay, bake the cake, but then like put the icing in first, but then put that to the side. It's just like, no, it's layers and the reason for why they're step by step. So knowing this when it comes to like lighting and camera settings and things like that, talked about this enough to put it on their radar. And I and they're identifying this enough, knowing where my audience is in their journey, where it's a pain point for them with their content creation. Why do my videos look like this or why am I seeing this? So I created a video showing how I go through and the things that I do to get better uh, looking videos um, in my home office, working with the lighting, you know, one look, one big light or LED panel. You probably get those, get those for $20 by themselves, a little cheap $8, you know, like light, uh, light stand and maybe like a, a diffusion material, a box where you bounce it off the light, talked about a lot of different things there. And then once I showed like, this is what it looks like without doing anything special with the settings. You just kind of cut the camera on, turn the lights on in the office and go through the process to get them looking how my finished videos look. Now, knowing that I mentioned, and this is now like a second or third time I'm hitting this point, it is now like something that I've made my audience become aware of if they weren't or identifying, oh, that's the problem to the issue that I've been having in my videos when it comes to white balance and adjusting the white balance on your camera. So I took time in this last video to specifically cover that, knowing that the next logical question and this next step, this fifth part of a of, uh, level of comments when it comes to engagement is the next logical question, that next logical step. And proof positive, somebody left a question Asking like, are you going to show more about or are you going to show how to do and set the white balance? Yes, that's in the lineup. That's one of the videos coming up next. And it's important to pay attention to those kinds of comments, because if you don't know sometimes where to go with your next 
content or you're not really sure you're too inside the frame or inside the box to really see the things, especially like you're too far removed between where they are and what they're dealing with for your target audience and whatever challenges that they're having, that you're not really paying attention to the small details. These types of comments can let you know what things that you should be creating that can become a pain reliever for your audience because it was a fifth level type of a comment being one that is going to lead them to next steps. So even if you create the content out of order, it's okay because you can eventually put it in a playlist and make it make sense. Now, if you do get a, a comment or a question or something, pay attention to that. So let's say you're a mechanic, you're making oil change videos or something like that. Okay. There are things that you would naturally do in your profession. You're not even paying attention to little small things that as the professional and you're making content around your shop and how you're able to uh, help your clients still remain socially distanced, keep your staff safe and how you're going about business. And you're creating something simple about the differences between, you know, high mileage oil versus regular oil and why you should use this if this is your car situation. Okay. And you make an oil change video and stuff. Maybe something as small as what kind of a wrench is most commonly used to fit the little nut to take it off to drain the tank, uh, you know, for whether the oil is or change the filter. You know, what all those little nuances, there are things that you do in your profession that you don't pay attention to. The same is true for when you're looking at an entrepreneur and you're doing content marketing, for example. And there is something small like, uh, you know, how many characters, because if you've ever done any kind of content marketing for yourself or your business or, you know, what have you, you're writing little posts, can be almost little blog posts on Instagram. Instagram has a character limit. Identifying something small like that, those little things can, uh, that somebody may ask, like, is there a limit can be a thing that lets you think like, oh, I already have a template set up. I already have something in place that helps me make sure I hit the point, get to the meat and the potatoes and lead and allude, allude to the next thing or seed for the next thing in my content. I don't, that's a question I don't even think about because I know it. My, 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 my triggers are firing off constantly. I already know it. Now that's a piece of content or a tutorial or something that you can specifically speak to that will be helpful to your audience. And if somebody left that comment, that's like, ah, next steps, next steps for them would be making this and next steps for you as the con uh, content creating entrepreneur is to go ahead and make that piece for them. And so, um, Again, just to recap those levels of comments when you're talking about the engagement that you can get, the first one being gratitude, the second one being a pain reliever, the third one being relatability, the fourth one being red flags, the fifth one being next steps. So now you have a basis in understanding how somebody is breaking that down. Uh, and so to avoid the content starting to, um, you know, get too uh, you know, heavy and dense and things like that. Cause I know it's a lot. I'm gonna go ahead and create a part two for episode 41. And we're going to dive into things that I talk about when um, I'm teaching and working with clients. And if you've ever attended a live talk or something that I've given, you've heard me talk about identifying pain points and it's, and I'll talk about keeping your hand on the pulse of your community. That becomes important because you need to know 
what is a beat like what is a pulse like what is that that pulse trigger and so i'm gonna pick up from where i'm leaving off here in today's episode we're gonna do a part two and we're gonna dive more into the pulse triggers and the things that make people like that help you identify that make people comment how you get more of these and identifying when are you seeing a pulse in a beat and if you're a doctor it's just like mm, an increase in heart rate means this when you have these situations going on. So knowing how to identify those like a doctor would in your content with your business and your community so that you know how to identify those post triggers to make these five levels of engagement in the comments make sense. And now we'll put that all together in the second part. So stay tuned for next week. We're going to be diving into this uh, specifically and we'll get into the post triggers. So with that, guys, a little bit of passion. And as always, as I love to uh, in my podcast, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. And I love that quote uh, by Jim Brown. It's always just a constant reminder. The winds of life, they blow on us all, but it is how you set your sails that ultimately leads to your destination. So hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Again, stay tuned for the part two that we'll be releasing next Monday. So with that, guys, with passion, and I will see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the content that you heard. And if you did, make sure you leave a rating or review in your favorite podcast player. And I do read and check all of those. So it'd be greatly appreciated. But more than that, leave a message. Go to anger.fm forward slash Diana Gladney and let me know your thoughts. If you want it published, we can do that. If not, I'll listen to it and just hold it close and near and dear to my heart. But otherwise, guys, make sure you subscribe to Entree Women TV if you want more video tips and things like such as. But otherwise, guys, I will see you on the next episode on the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care and as always, live with passion.